You're listening to Simply Stogies, a podcast dedicated to the cigar enthusiast. Light up a stogie, sit back, relax, while James brings you along on his cigar journey. Simply Stogies will review cigars, discuss topics that cigar aficionados find important, sit down with guests from across the industry, and we'll probably learn a few things along the way. Now, here's your host of Simply Stogies, James. Welcome to Simply Stogies. I am your host, James. Uh, this is also Cigars and Coffee for this week. Uh, I'm also your host, James, for that. This is going to be a little bit different because we've got a couple of guests for both of uh, these shows. This will be the first show that's, I, I don't want to say simulcast because the podcast will come out on the 15th. And this, of course, uh, is the Cigars and Coffee will go live on the 6th. Fourth, fifth, sixth. Yes, sixth is right. Time travels hard. I am joined this week not only uh, by my right hand man, the guy behind um, everything you see on the website, and uh, my my partner on cigars and coffee, Tim. Tim, say hello to the folks. Well, hello there. Uh, I was not expecting to be on this episode, but uh, the consensus said, "Come on," and here I am. So we'll see what happens. Right. So, Tim, welcome welcome to the podcast again. I think this is like your second or third time on. Um, mm-hmm. So I apologize to all our listeners, but uh, I promise <laughs> I'm going to make it up to you here in just a second because we are joined uh, by the gentleman behind Janice Coffee Roasters. We are joined by Shad and Shay Bates. Shad and Shay, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks hey. for having us. Yeah, excited to be here. And absolutely, Tim needs to be part of this. <laughs> Does he, though? But did I really... Right. So we're excited to have both of you guys on um, because we're, we've got a big announcement a little bit later on. I've been hinting at it for months now. If you haven't caught on, you're about to find out uh, just exactly what's going down. But we're going to get to know Shad and Shay a little bit because Shad and Shay were also behind Janice Toback, which was an online cigar retailer for the longest time. Um, and Shad's been smoking cigars for a long time and he's got a great story how he got started shay's got a great story how he got started um but before we get there i want to remind everybody to go to oxfordcigarcompany.com use coupon code simply stogies receive 15 percent off your order that's right 15 percent off anything you put in your cart when you use coupon code simply stogies only at oxfordcigarcompany.com and now that the shilling is over uh, let's, let's get into this and we are going to talk, we're going to talk to Shad first because your story about how you got into cigars is so fantastic. And I remember when we first started talking about this and I asked you how you did okay. and it's, it'll tug on your heartstrings. It's such a great story. Shad, how did you start smoking cigars? Oh my gosh. Okay. So my cigar journey started a long ass time ago. Right. So I, I was dating this gal and her dad was an avid cigar smoker. Um, but her dad was, he was a high school basketball coach. So he only smoked cigars like on his back patio. Never, nobody ever knew that he smoked cigars. So like, I never knew when I started dating this gal that he smoked cigars and he was also the PE teacher that I had. And so he was kind of a, kind of a mean bastard, right? During classes, he was, he was just one of those, if you think about a 19, 
mid 1980s uh, PE teacher. That was him, right? And and so I started hanging out with this gal. We started dating, um, trying to get in with him, right? I just wanted him to like me because I just I was in love with this daughter, and. It, it took a couple of years, but pro- probably two years in, he said, uh, you want to smoke a cigar? And I, I, I'm pretty sure that I was about 20. So that's probably 30. Okay, I'm going to date myself now. It's 33 years ago. I said, absolutely, I want to smoke a cigar with you. And he smoked. Uh, now, now, did you want to smoke a cigar with him or were you, were you just trying to get in good with, with your potential father-in-law, with like dad? Like, were you trying to get in good or were you like, oh, yeah, I'll smoke one? Okay, so I had probably very mild interest in actually smoking a cigar. I had high interest in this guy needs to like me because I love his daughter. All right, so it was all about trying to get in with the family. And he was a single dad, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think he likes me. He frowns to me when I come over. Um, (laughs) So when he said, you know, do you want to smoke a cigar? I'm like, hell yeah, I want to smoke a cigar. Because I'm thinking, oh, yeah, this will make this guy like me. Um, and he was a, he was a, he's a punch guy. Punch Rothschilds is what he would, would, would smoke. And he used to order them in, in cabs of 50. And back then, they were literally like $78 for a cab. 78 bucks for 50 cigars. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I, so I s- smoked a cigar with him the, f- the first night. And after we smoked a cigar, my uh, my girlfriend at the time said, "You want to come in and watch a watch a movie?" And I'm like, "Oh hell no, I'm going home. I'm going to go throw up. This is bad." <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Um, but as time went on, I started smoking more and more cigars with this guy. Um, five years, about four and a half or five years went by, and I asked that girl to marry me. Um, and that was. 28 years ago. And wow. so, yeah. And so over the time um, between that first cigar and until he passed away about 12 years ago, he and I, cause we we're in a town of like 5,000 people. And so there's like us two and four other people that even know what a cigar is outside of a Swisher suite in Torrington in South in Eastern Wyoming. Right. Right. Um, I mean, I'm not even sure the kids know what a fucking blunt is right now here. I mean, that's how out of, out of tune we are. Anyway, um, he was my spoken buddy. He was my companion. I mean, he would, he would come over and, and say, we're going to grill steaks at your house. And he'd bring the steaks and he'd bring four cigars and he'd bring four cigars because they would be two new ones to him and I, and he would always give me two and he would take two because, you know, you got to smoke two scars before you make a judgment on it. And anywhere we went, um, we were smoking cigars. He'd come again. He would just go drive back roads. I remember uh, he was doing chemo. He had cancer. And, and I remember him calling me up and saying, let's go smoke a cigar. And I said, okay. And uh, we went on country back roads because there's a lot of them in Wyoming. And, and, and he said, we're smoking this, these cigars. I don't even remember what it was, but he told me that he was going to stop doing chemo because quality of life was better than quantity of life at that point. And 
Wow. So anyway, that's how I got into scars. Subsequently, he passed away. We built a house. I I, uh, I built a walk-in humidor at the first house we, we had. And my wife looked at it and said, Jesus Christ, all you did was build a shrine for my dad. And I said, you're right. Every time I walk into the humidor, I think about Dale and I think about um, what would he want to smoke right now? And I think about all the amazing cigars that he actually missed out on. And that really hasn't changed today. I, I think about I think about the new releases out there, the new companies and everything. And, and right now is like the best time ever to be smoking cigars. Um, with the blenders out there, they're, they're, they're amazing. And every time I grab a cigar, I think about Dale. Every time I go into a shop and I, and I grab a cigar, I think I grab two. And I'm like, um, best advice, advice he gave me, though, was with the cigars, you have to smoke it three quarters of an inch before you throw it out or before you make a decision because the scar really doesn't start doing anything until you get to that three quarter of an inch. So yeah, that's, that's, that's my cigar story. That's my journey. Do you think that that's the best advice that you could give people is if, if you don't like the cigar in the first quarter of an inch, you've got to, you've got to keep going because I think we all know as cigar smokers, we've been smoking for a few years now. Yeah. When you get when you light that cigar up, it's always over overbearing. It's always more powerful than than what it's going to be in that first third. Is that the best yeah. advice you have for for new cigar smokers? Absolutely. Uh, uh, two two advice that I would give to to new smokers. One, I don't care what cigar you light up. When you initially light it up, there's not much difference in flavor. Not much difference. It's I mean, unless we're talking about an infused cigar, give it some time to develop. So give it that three quarters of an inch. The other thing that I would advise people after smoking for, I'm not going to say it again, I'm not going to tell you the years again, but uh, <laughs> a while is I would smoke everything you can. Um, that's how you develop a palate. And, 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 even to this day, I smoke some. Okay, so I don't smoke Gurkha, but I, I, I smoke some lesser, <laughs> lesser, uh, po- less popular brands of cigars. Um, I mean, just to try them out. And there's been some some that I've tried that are great, and I've tried some very popular brands that I, I try everything that people put out. And there's some that are very popular that I'm like, mm, yeah, that was not for me. No. No, I would I, I would agree with that, and I think we're going to bring Shay into the conversation. He's a little bit younger than you are, um, a little bit. He's he's a little bit younger than I am, uh, <laughs> a little bit uh, less younger than uh, uh, Tim is. But uh, we're going to bring him in and ask him the same thing. But how many like the older guys? From what I've observed, the older guys are usually the ones that stick to one cigar. But the younger generation seems to be more open to trying all of the newness, all of the new hotness, all of the new new, as the kids say. Right. Is that your experience as well? Yeah, it, definitely. When we had Janice, Janice Toback and, and, and the cigars and doing those, there's definitely people that, that, that stick with it. And I'm going to tell you that even within, even today with, with the younger crowd, um, there are people that are going to lean to one cigar and, and join that Facebook group. And, and be devote and loyal to it. Yep. Um, but, but then I see the same people, because I'm involved in members of a diverse Facebook uh, group 
groups, lots of them. But I see the same people smoking an acid and being in the Drew estate, right? And so I think there's a lot of fanboys, and that's what you're talking about, ultimately, or, or the fanboys. The old, uh, yeah. The old, the old crew. I don't know. I guess, I guess I'm the old crew. I. <laughs> you and me both, man. You I and me both. I didn't mean for that to happen, <clears throat> but I think the old crew. When I was 30, I would tell you you're absolutely right. Everybody in their 50s, 60s, and 70s are probably smoking Arturo Fuentes, or they're smoking the the Padrones, or they're smoking the Davidoffs, those sorts of things. I think even our age now, I, I think there's there's a, a lot more diversity. And I think that has to do with a lot of really good blenders out there and really good cigars. <clears throat> and so you have to try them all. Um, man, I lived, I don't know how old you are, but I lived through the, the late 90s in the cigar boom where you could put Don Foreskin on a band and you could charge... <laughs> 10 bucks a, a, a stick for it and people were buying it and the cigars were horrible so we're not we're there but we're not there if that makes sense i think anything that comes to market now and this is my own personal opinion there's there's a market for it for the most part with few exceptions uh, but I don't, I don't see the, the, I think the market's oversaturated with new brands, new blends, new blenders. Uh, and I think that'll probably self-correct during this economic downturn that we're going to go through. But, uh, I don't, it'll be sad because I think some of the good blenders and some of the good boutique brands are going to get caught up in that. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm really into small boutique stuff and I'll, I'm going to give you an example. I, I fell in love with a, a cigar company in Chicago. You guys, you probably, you guys probably know it. Tessa, do you remember Tessa cigar? I don't. Tim, do you remember Tessa? No, I, I don't. Okay, so Tessa was, and this was back probably in 2015. Um, and I ordered tons of stuff from them. I still have some. If anybody wants to trade for those, you know, and. Um, I may or may not. But anyway, Tess is gone. Tess is gone. And they were gone before the, the pandemic. So there's going to be those small boutique brands that aren't going to make it. And I'm going to bet. I don't ha I don't know what the, the formula is, but I'm going to bet one out of 50 actually makes it through. Um, one that I've been really impressed with, uh, very small. And, and he's just a grinder. Is Mo with... Uh, Patina. Patina. Yeah. Patina. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's, I mean, Mo's just grinding all the time. I mean, I was at the trade show one year and he didn't get a booth. He got a backpack and he just walked around and had cigars talking out of his backpack. He was in everybody else's booth. <laughs> so he was, he was there this year. We, we talked with him. He's been on the podcast before. Uh, he, he was, came from a financial background. So it's fun to talk right. to him about the financial aspect of all of it. Yeah. Super knowledgeable guy, and his cigars are just absolutely fire, as the kids say. Yeah. Um, they're they're really good. They're they're really really good. So, let's bring let's bring Shay in real quick. We were talking a little bit uh, before we got started. Yeah, uh, about your cigar journey. Let's uh, tell the folks how how you got into cigars because your journey is a little bit different. Where where Shad got shepherded in by his father in law, you got shepherded in. 
by Shad. Yeah. You know, at an undisclosed time in my life, I was probably pretty young. Um, I can remember Shad taking me elk hunting over in western Wyoming up by Kemmer. Beautiful country. Lots of great game up there. Um, got my first elk that year. And I remember on the way having a cigar. And if it gives any inclination to the age, I remember it paired really good with a Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to say how old you are, but you yeah. were you was, were you were pretty it young. It was a coming of age thing, you know, older brother being 17 years older um from Wyoming. It was oh, kind of like that thing you do. And then it wasn't probably until oh gosh, Torrington's a time warp. Um 7, 8 years, 6 years ago, Cigar Safari 2014. 2014? Yeah that we went that I really got introduced to cigars and smoking. And that was something else. Um, they're just handing out sticks. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever been and trying everything because you know, the undercrown, um, as soon as you light it up, it's super strong. And then you marinate on it a bit and you quickly learn how to smoke a cigar and appreciate the flavors. And it's not a cigarette, right? You're not choking it down. You got to just kind of marinate and mellow. And then you find this appreciation for it. And then, um, you know, you smoke, uh, the, the, the Esteli. I'm, I'm not as knowledgeable as Shad, but th- then you start picking up on the different nuances. Um, the Nortaniel, another great cigar. And that's really where I learned this appreciation for it. And almost like, uh, without fear of sounding dumb, like a meditation, you know, it's it like is. It, it is. this moment of you're smoking it and you're picking up these flavors and you can't hot box it for God's sake. Don't hit it too fast. You're going to, you're going to ruin it. You know, just let it mellow for a bit, come back to it. And then at some point, Chad was like, Hey, that cigar, let it go out halfway. Don't, don't ash it out. Just let it, let it go out and sit for a minute. Sip on your, on your bourbon there. 30 minutes later, light it up again and tell me what you taste. And that like totally blew my mind too. Like change the game, change the game. It's the same cigar, different flavor. It's a little bit meatier. It's a little bit smokier. And then you get into pairing it with, um, once you learn that like Zen meditation of, of enjoying the cigar, pairing it with a bourbon versus that same cigar paired with a rum or paired with um, some red meat like we did down in Nicaragua. That was a whole experience, eating like some steak, smoking a cigar. So he brought you into into it early, but when you actually came of age and you were able to appreciate it more, he taught you how to appreciate it. Yeah, he like just kind of threw it at me like, hey, here it all is. Hey, do you want to try this? And Shad has a pretty badass collection of cigars. And there'd be times he'd say, Hey, smoke this. I'm like, oh, well, what is it? Ah, oh, no, no, just, just, just smoke it. And I'd light up. I'm like, wow, that's really good. He's like, yeah, it's such and such a cigar from this old. And I'm like, dude, you can't just hand me this stuff. <laughs> that's a, that's a unicorn. Like I'm smoking a what? Yeah. Holy cow. All right. And then yeah. that adds this level of appreciation. Like, wow. Shad's uh, Chad, one of those guys where he has this depth of knowledge and and the the stash, the inventory to kind of back it up and be like, here, you got to smoke this. Like no one else is ever going to get to smoke this, smoke this and tell me what you think. Yeah. And, and uh, a huge heart. I remember one night I was up here and I was having some drinks after roasting coffee and 
he had gone to bed and I really wanted a cigar and he had told me, yeah, man, anything in there, just, just grab it. You know, this box is really good. And so I was, I was a little drinky and I opened it up and I, it was a pudgy monster. Oh, um, wow. The bride. <laughs> and then like, when I realized like that morning, like, Oh, and I looked it up. I was like, Oh dude, what did you just do? Oh. And then I let Shad know. He just laughed. He's like, I'm glad you, I'm glad you got to have one. The bride was the first monster that I got to smoke ever. It was right at my, the beginning of my cigar journey. Uh, and it came out and I got to smoke one up in Minneapolis with uh, a couple of friends. And I really enjoyed that. And I am still kicking myself that I didn't buy a box when I had the opportunity to buy the box. Yeah. So what are you smoking tonight, Shay? Um, I decided to start off with uh, Harriman Solomon, fellow craft. What are you thinking of that so far? I, I really enjoy it. It has uh, the more mellow wrapper, um, a bigger cigar of this size. I, I prefer the the lighter Connecticut type wrapper <clears throat> versus what I'm going to be smoking up later. Um, Long live the king, which is one of my absolute favorites. And, you know, that that smaller uh, Corona. Petite yes. Corona. Yeah, yes. that size. I prefer the, the darker wrapper. So I get that full body right away versus... The, the bigger one, the bigger gauge, I want it a little bit lighter. So halfway through, then it's really hit me. Nice. Nice. Tim, we haven't talked to you yet. What are you smoking tonight? <laughs> I'm just sitting back enjoying the show. Um, I am doing a West Tampa Tobacco Company Black that was in my humidor. This is one of the cigars that I am really looking forward to from the PCA trade show. Absolutely. Uh, Rick Rodriguez, uh, former uh, CAO guy who, who came out, he blended uh, the Amazon Basin and a bunch of other stuff for CAO, uh, started his own company. They'll be on the podcast soon, so look forward to that. Him and his daughter started West Tampa Tobacco, uh, so look forward to Rick and Sarah soon. Shad, you're back. What are you smoking tonight? I am smoking uh, Tatuaje TAA 2020. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's that's, solid. Solid yeah. smoke. Yeah, I'm a sucker for a, a great Sumatra wrapper, and that's absolutely one of my favorites. I bought a box of those. I think I have one left, which tells you, like, I buy a bunch of boxes. I don't know if you guys are the same way, uh, Shad and Shay, but I buy a bunch of boxes, and usually they'll sit there. And they'll sit there forever because I don't want to smoke through them too fast. But if it's really good, like, I'll go through that box really quick. Are you guys the same way? Yeah, yeah. When, when when Logan Lawler has was running Cigar Fed um, years ago, I would always order two boxes, and I remember him reaching out, not knowing who he was. Him reaching out, it's like you're always ordering two boxes. What the hell's with that? It's not one. <laughs> it's not three. It's two. And I said, one to smoke and one to age, buddy. Is aging it's important to you to find out what that does two, three, four, five years later on? Yeah, and, and maybe the best example that I can give is, uh, I think it was the Tatuaje, yeah, I don't know, 2013 release that they had. That shit did not smoke good off the boat. No. It was not good. And I've sat on it, and, and I remember people just hammering Pete Johnson for it, just hammering it that it wasn't good. And that right now, that thing is amazing. It just needed some rest. And there's some other, there, there, there's some cigar companies out there 
that I really, really like that I know that that put some stuff out kind of early. And so I'll buy their stuff and I'll just sit on it for six months or nine months. And then I'll try one and see what happens, what it's like. Now, I've always been told that Cubans are like that. Like you need to do that with Cubans. And that's probably changed uh, for several reasons starting about 2019. But it was always before that 2018 and before you, you buy the box, you let it sit for a few years because it's just not going to be good. You've got to let it kind of ferment in your yeah. own humidor than anywhere else. But I've always been told that New World cigars, like they're always good to go right out of the box. Like that's the way the blender wants it to be smoked. Not, a- not, not true. A- AJ stuff, New World? Is that what no, we're talking just, about? No, just New World cigars. So Cuban cigars are Old World, world cigars and then all of your non-Cubans Okay, I thought we were talking cigar specific. Um, so I can tell you again, there there's some, and I'm not going to say who they are. There's some manufacturers that cigar companies that I will I will smoke right off the truck, and they've already aged at the fact at, at the factory. They've sat long enough; they're ready to be smoked. There are also some cigar manufacturers that I really like that push shit out way too early and they're a little green and they need another three to six months rest. And I don't mind that. I don't mind that because I know that going in, putting the cigar out on the market. A lot of times it's all about, it's all about the Benjamins, right? Yeah. Let's push this product and make, and make some money. Um, but do you I find that's, do you find that's different between boutique manufacturers and mainstream manufacturers that, the boutique are like there's more care and love put into it, and so you can smoke those right away, as opposed to maybe some of the bigger names where you might have to let them sit for a while. Absolutely, and then there's the boutique that's caught in between that <clears throat> wants to make their bang um, and the buck, but the cigar isn't quite ready yet. So, I, I, and I'm good with all of that, right? I. If you've been in the game or around the game long enough and you know what the rules are as far as rules is, oh, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy two boxes from this manufacturer and and I know I'm going to have to sit on them for six months, but I trust the blender and and the company. And I know in six months, that's going to be the cat's meow. I will absolutely invest in that. Right. And I'm the, I'm the, I'm the newbie to all of this compared to uh, everybody else on this call. I've only been smoking for four years. And so I want to kind of change gears here because when I first came in to the lifestyle, into the hobby, into whatever you want to call it, um, Janice Toback was a company that everybody told me that's where you get your cigars from. And you were one of the only ones. In fact, I think at the time you were the only online retailer that sold single cigars which was great especially if you just wanted to not buy a five pack you wanted to get two or three to try something and then buy a box so i wanted i want to talk about janice toback and i want to find out how janice toback came into being because you had obviously been smoking cigars for a long time yeah How, how did that happen oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> the, the, the big side. <laughs> I can tell you. I can tell you on the back end, um, not having anything official on the, you know, to do with uh, Janice Toback, just being boots on the ground, which is where I love to be. Um, those single cigar orders, I know they're great for customers, but I can understand why <laughs> online shops don't do them because 
that's a surprisingly a lot of work for just one order. Yeah. All yeah, right, absolutely. So, um, going back to, to my cigar history and, and, and how I was introduced and, and the road trips that, that I took with my father-in-law. We always talked about having our own shop and we talked about a brick, brick and mortar. And there's no way a brick and mortar in Southeastern Wyoming with a population of 5,500 people is even sort of sustainable. Right. Right. I mean, it's, it's insane. And so I started talking with my wife about, you know, that your dad and I talked about, about this and I'm not sure, I'm not sure we can make it happen, but I'd like to, because, you know, he was so important to me, blah, blah, blah. And she said, can you just go online? And I'm like, what? She goes, can you do just like online sales? And I'm like, oh, oh, no wonder you're the brains of the family. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, so I started doing it. And, and before we started it, I started thinking about, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to name names. There's some great shops out there. There's some not great shops. There's some real small shops that are good. Um, there's some big shops that are really good. And, and then there's, there, there's others that are just shit, right? Um, so here's what I, here's what I decided. I, and I talked with her about it. I said, you know what? One, the shipping thing. It always pissed me off. There might be a company that would charge me $15 shipping for five cigars. And that pissed me off. And so I said, we're going to do free shipping. And I'm trying to think how to compete in the uh, shark infested pools of cigar sales online because there are thousands of them out there, right? Yep. And then I was like, okay, um, there is not. She goes, what can you do that nobody else does? And I'm like, there's not one online shop that will sell a single, just one cigar. And she's like, you're going to lose money. And I said, yeah, probably, but I'm, I'm banking. They're going to come back. And so that's how it started. Give the people what they want. Yeah. And lo and behold, um, there were a lot of people that would order. I mean, so that, that created a custom pick and pack for them, right? They could go through our online website and, and pick, which singles they wanted and, uh, and, and throw it all together. And then most people it was like five to 10. I did over the course of like 18 months have one guy, one guy, and I'm pretty sure that he just doesn't like me, even though he doesn't know me would order <laughs> one $5 MSRP cigar at a time. Wow. Why? <laughs> right. One at a time. And so by the time I by the time I packaged it and shipped it, the company lost like three bucks on the deal. But the jack wagon, it's like clockwork. It's like every third of the month. And I'd, I'd wake up in the morning and I'd say, hey, Don's going to order a cigar for a month. I'm excited. And my wife yeah. would be like, hey, happy lost $3 day. And I'm like, yep, here we go. You know, that wasn't the norm, though. No. Because um, just outside looking in, no. like anybody who gets, just, just going from my own experience, as soon as you get into cigars, I mean, it can be intimidating. There's a lot of cigars. 
there's a lot of fucking knowledge right from the yeah. rapper from the process from the growing i mean it's 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 exponential it could make a guy's head go kaboom it's super intimidating so if there's a shop that you can buy a single cigar yeah and i'm just going to try it out you know on the privacy of my home i'm not going to feel intimidated going into a place i don't have to put on some macho attitude like i know cigars and or go into a shop like some rookie and then feel like a douchebag because the the cigar keeper yeah. is like makes me like oh you don't know oh it, oh why don't you just take this you know why don't you just take a juicy j or whatever you know take a black and mild if you don't know bro so that's really cool because once you get into it and you feel comfortable getting your one cigar checking it out now i'm going to make the big purchase i like that one out of the three singles i bought now i'm going to buy a box yeah that was kind of the the business model thought of it and it, it worked and it was highly successful so taking that out of the equation, the people who would just buy one and you'd lose the $3, what was the most challenging aspect of running an online retail business and being successful at it? Like what was the biggest challenge outside of, we decided to sell single sticks and this this one guy, like what was the biggest challenge for you guys? Okay, so I'm gonna say this and I really hope that the small brands are listening, the small boutiques are listening, the biggest challenge is there are a lot of cigar companies that say you cannot sell my cigar below 15%. Okay, so I paid my dues for that, right? If I want to sell that cigar and make a 1% margin, that should be my right. But there are cigar companies that I won't name that say you can't do that and they will end your contract. Oh, I'll name them. I'll name them absolutely. Crown Heads or Turo Fuente, uh, yeah. just just to name a, a, a couple where right. they make like Davidoff makes you sign a contract saying you won't Roma, sell Roma Craft. Roma Craft. For me, go ahead. Here's the issue, but they have no problem with Famous Smoke or Cigars International who buy below below msrp below everybody else because they do they have no problem with those those guys selling below and so the small boutique shops and online stores have no chance whatsoever i mean i had i had robocraft i had danny basquez and i love that guy he said dude you're selling them below msrp and i'm like or below the the 15 i said you're right i ran a sale he's like well we're not going to give you any more business. We're closing your account. And I said, cool, whatever, dude. This was in August. In December, he came back to me and he said, hey, can we reopen your account? I said, the hell, you close it because I was, he goes, well, I'm trying to meet my yearly quota. And I'm like, oh, damn, dude, I guess you need me. I guess you need those small people. And that's the problem is, 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 is there's a there's Cigar International, there's Famous Folk, there, there's a few massive big companies where the game is not fair. There's not a level playing field. It's rigged. It's rigged for guys like Corona, like famous, sure. like CI, like sure. JR. Like it, it's, it, it never made sense to me why they would tie the hands of small mom and pop shops, but let these big retailers kind of do what they want just because why they buy so much, they get a huge discount anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it, it, it's just, it was, it was really frustrating to me. And 
I, I don't know anything about that. Just always playing the devil's advocate. Um, I can understand why a company would say, Hey, sign this contract. You can't sell it below this because I want to ensure that my product is always being sold for this. I want to retain the value of my product that was always being sold. But if that's not uniform across the board, yeah, mm, I'd like to right. think that's not like rigged, but. So, so the only way that, that, that Janice Toback, honestly, the only way that we were successful is if you place an order right now, James, that shit would be shipped in about 35 minutes. Yep. Yeah. It was always fast shipping. It was always, you know, I'd get it one to two days because I'm so close to you. So it never took three days to get it. It was always one to two days. Fast shipping Uh, to customer service. That's the only way a a small business can compete with those people. Pick package and ship. Every yeah. night, every night, every night coming out, you know, bring my daughter out, hang out with Chad, hang out with the family, have some dinner. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, guys, we got to pick package and ship. Well, oh, how many is it tonight? I, cool. I, I like to think that that we did some things the right way with uh, with a scar gig. Um, you did. You we absolutely started, did. We, we started with with nobody on our email list and we ended up and, and we didn't have a cigar of the month club. And we ended up with like in 18 months, probably about 900 people on the email list. And we ended up with 400 or so people on the Scar Month Club, which is massive. And, and the, so the Scar Month Club for, for me was probably about five days of 12 hour days to, to oh. I mean, because we literally would take all the boxes and fold them and I would number them all by the, the orders. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, there's pictures that I, that I posted. I mean, I have boxes everywhere up here. And, and then it was like, we would pick them. We would pick package and ship. Yeah. I would have to give me the pick list. And to anybody out there who's watching or listening, um, and you ordered from Janice Toback and you remember the cigar of the month club and chances are at some point, one of you totally got the wrong cigars. That was me. Yeah, because I'm going through it like, yep, so, and he's like, you took from here and here. I'm like, yep, yeah. I gave him this, X, so, Y, and Z. Think and about, he me up. Yeah, it was wrong. James, think about this for a second. And if you have 400 people in a Cigar of the Month Club and you're doing it yourself, that's 400 cigars times five, right? Because they had there was five in there. So that's yeah. two grand, 2,000. And I would yep. have piles up here. Just mountains of tatuaje or, you know, HBC, my father, I, whatever that, that, that package included. And literally walking around with a little Ziploc baggie, putting one in, each one, and then putting it in a box. Uh, it was just insane. And, I can't imagine. That's crazy. Yeah. And the post office just freaking used to laugh at my ass because I'd walk in. Make <laughs> I'd make like for my truck to the post office. I made like nine trips. They're like, is that wow. it? No, oh, I got two more. Two more. I'll be back. I'll be wow. right back. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So what, what happened to Janice Toback? Was, did it, why did you close it? Was it just too much? Was it too much work? Oh yeah. Okay. What? So about, about four months before it might've been more than four months, six months. I don't know. Anyway, 
I ended up buying a coffee roaster and and started Got a hell of a deal on it and started roasting coffee and man we <laughs> we sucked we sucked at first we we've drank we've drank so much shitty coffee I've drank more than you you have <laughs> you have if it, really, if it was really shitty I'd give it to Shay I'd be like what do you think of this I'm a dirty um, rat and like you know it's it's better than uh the come and go or the Seven yeah. Eleven so. And so, and so we started, we started uh, roasting coffee. We got a, a contract to do Drew Estates barn smokers and their, their big events. Um, and my wife, I was working literally out here cause the remodeled my, my, the, the, the one bay down below me into a roasting area, but literally was out here like 16, 17 hours a day. And and do it between the scars, my real job and coffee. And my wife said, "Okay, you're gonna have to pick one." The boss came in and said, "Pick one." Yeah, pick one to to get rid of. And I'm like, you know, obviously I can't get rid of the day job. That's what's putting food on the table. With coffee, I literally am pick packing and shipping. But I love all the consumer engagement. And I love being able to. Text Johnson at any time, or or uh, John Huber, and and chat with them. But with the coffee, I get to create it, right? And that's I'd been in coffee long enough that I started doing some blending and and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna drop cigars. I have to because this coffee thing is it's a kick. I love it. It's the 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 creating shit is really gets my my fire burning so that's how so it's a so it's a creative outlet for you where cigars was more of you know pick pack ship there's no creativity there for you no the only creativity i had was was actually picking which cigars would be in the cotm and writing fortune cookies oh yeah and writing fortune cookies that was fun (laughs) yeah at one time they talked about sending out pickles with them like because who wouldn't love to open a box of cigars and there's like a pickle in a bag Right. But then with the free shipping and the weight of the pickle, like, yeah, it's a, it's a great idea. And then that turned into the fortune cookies. I right. forgot fortune cookies. I want to make sure that everybody understands this, that you have a full-time job, a regular day job, and you were doing Janice Toback after all of that yeah. with the help of Shay. And then yeah, you're, you're doing the same thing now with Janice Coffee Roasters. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about Janice Coffee Roasters because this is where, for me, like you guys shine. And I have said before that I'm a basic coffee bitch. Tim will agree that I am indeed. See, there it is. Yep. I'm a, a ba- basic coffee bitch. But you guys, you've taught me more about coffee in, you know, the several hearths that we've had where we sit around, we smoke cigars, we talk coffee or whatever. You've taught me more about you know the blending process and the roasting process and then yeah. how i'm i'm fucking up my coffee because i'm pouring the water in too hot or all kinds of stuff talk to me about the beginnings of janice coffee roasters you gave up janice toback for janice coffee roasters talk to me about your first few blends i know you said some of them were like just dog shit <laughs> and right? like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> but yeah. how does that what does that look like going in somewhat blind and picking up a coffee roaster and just kind of trying to figure it out as you go. 
Yeah, a lot of um, like you said, really crappy coffee. A lot of a lot of research, trial and error. Um, artisan artesian, like the artesian bread. Artisan. I don't know how you say that word, but like there's. Uh, I mean, there's there's so much knowledge or like science base that you can look at to get, but until you actually do it and experience it. Um, I mean, you can read about roast curves and you can try to get that science, but sometimes you just got to open the hopper and scoop those beans out, burn it in your hand and give them a sniff and throw them back, you know, pull one out and crunch it, really get into it. So you guys really get into the weeds with it. You're tasting coffee as it's roasting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Probably me more than Shad. Um, Definitely shape more than me. <laughs> you know, being a, a welder for like 10 years, um, my hands are pretty numb. So I'm able to like just reach right in the hopper and grab those beans that are cooking at like 600 degrees and roll them around and be like, oh yeah, toss them back in. It's got to go another 15 seconds. So wow. Here, here's, how, here's how it all went down. This is an insane story. All right. So I have a buddy down in Texas. They had a very small coffee roasting company. You gonna name drop? Nope, I'm not gonna name drop. Okay, again. he's a really I, he's a really cool guy. He is, but I, I don't think we're gonna talk about him. He's a cool guy. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, he and I have been to each other's house and and hung out, smoked cigars. He's he's a cigar smoker, and he said to me, he's like, we're talking. He was he was in in Torrington. He's like. Hey, bro, I don't want to roast coffee anymore. I'm like, oh, that's too bad. I buy it all from you. Um, where should I buy it now? And he's like, well, I think you should probably roast your own. And I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. Except no, I don't have a roaster. And and he said, well, here's what I want to do. What, what if you bought the coffee roaster from me? And I said, huh. And his, he, he knows how busy I am as the owner of all these things that I got going on. Right. So make sure you tell him how much it costs and what I do. I will. Okay. He goes, what about, what about you buy it? And, uh, Shay will just, Shay will roast it. And I'm like, I don't know. Shay's kind of busy. I'm going to move over to my correct seat. Um, and I'm like, I don't know. Shay's kind of busy, but what are you thinking here for a price? What are we talking about? He's like, okay, here we do. Hear, hear me out, dude. He's like, I'm going to sell you the roaster. You're going to drive down to Texas. You're going to pick me up and the roaster. You're going to bring really good cigars because I know you have them all because we smoked them <laughs> the last four days. <laughs> right. And then you're going to drive me back with the roaster and every, all the beans, everything I have to Wyoming. We're going to set it up. I'm going to teach you how to roast for the four days. And then you're going to drive me to Denver and fly my ass home. And I'm like, damn, okay. How much you want for the roaster and all? He goes, oh, and I'll set you up with a website. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, okay. How much you want for all that? He's like, I don't know, a buck? <laughs> what? Right? And I'm like, was that talking to my wife? I'm like, here's a dollar. He's like, okay. So, I, so now I'm trying to explain to my wife, honey, I just bought like seriously, like eight grand worth of shit for a dollar. It's going to cost me a lot to go down there and pick it up. I'm going to stay in this house. It's going to cost me a lot to drive back. I'm going to pay for his place, <laughs> play ticket home. But, uh, 
yeah, we're going to get the coffee business. And so that roaster was a two and a half pound roaster. And Shay and I, that's what we started with. And two and, just, and a half pounds at a time. Yeah, at a time. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So we would literally, it, when the orders came in, when we first started, when the orders came in, um, Shay and I would roast probably six hours a night. So it'd be like midnight or one on some nights when we were done roasting and packing it and, and getting it ready to ship. Uh, since then, we, we, we've grown a little bit. Um, I'm a little bit. We, we, we have a much bigger roaster that's like a 10-pound roaster and, we, and, and then a three-pound roaster for the small ones. I mean, we, we, we have several roasters now. So, But that's kind of how it started. Well, let's talk about the growth because the growth has been, from what I can see on the outside looking in, has been almost exponential. Because you started with a few blends that you had, and now you've worked up, and there's three pages worth of blends. You work with people in the cigar industry. You work with people because you started with Drew Estate, but now you work with other people. I know that yeah. you have the, the, the fuck cancer blend uh, yeah. for Jesse Flores' daughter. You have all kinds of different – there's there's just so many. Yeah, It's grown exponentially. Talk, speak to that for just a little bit. So when we first started, um, and, and when my buddy was up here for those four days, we talked about coffee and we talked about things that we, coffee that Shay and I liked. And we essentially um, blended, roasted the first, I think it was 18, 18 blends for Janice Toback or Janice Coffee Roasters. And then he left and Shay and I started working on I mean, we worked on it, some other stuff and uh, the frontier line that we have, which is an homage to growing up in Wyoming. And we, you're right. We did the barn smokers and we had lots and lots of people reach out to us and, and talk, talk to us about, can you do coffee for us? Can you do, I mean, yeah, maybe. Um, Shane, Shane mentioned earlier. I know about uh, our trip to Esley, um, where we we hung out a lot with Jesse Flores, and 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 follow him on on every social media. And and there was a night, I, it was probably two and a half years ago, but there was a night that Jesse Flores posted that his daughter was not doing well, and that he had a lot of medical expenses. And I can remember this distinctly. It was like 11, 1138. 1138. <laughs> I was walking, I was walking from my, the external garage, which is my man cave. Um, I do all the work in the, in the roasting. I was walking from there to the house and I got a text from Shay. He's like, did you see Jesse's post? And I'm like, no, what's going on? He said, Jesse needs help. And so I pulled open the post and it was, you know, Jesse doesn't have near enough money to pay for the medical expenses of his daughter. And I'm like, damn, dude. I sent him a text back. Damn, dude, that sucks. He's like, can we do a coffee for him? And he gets proceeds of the coffee. And I'm like, what? And he's like, dude, go blend something up right now. We're going to launch it tonight. And I'm like, Shay, I just got inside. It's like 1115. He's like, 
fuck you, dude. Go, go out there. And I'm like, okay, go see what we have. I'm like, Okay, so we went out. I went out. Brothers can be so annoying, right? Yeah. When you get, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Yeah. 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 So I went outside and I came back out. I looked through the blend book and I'm like, oh yeah, we got this really nice blend right here. This roast. Um, Shay, get a hold of Jesse. And so we actually launched it that night. Um, Wow. I got. I actually got in trouble because. I had to change it the next day. The, 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 the picker pick that I used on our website was actually properties of true estate. And Jesse was no longer with them. Oh. And, and Jesse got a hold of me and said, get that shit off there before we get sued. And I'm like, shit, I didn't know. Okay, here we go. So that kind of started us down the road of, you know, the private label stuff. Coffee for a cause. Coffee for a cause. And we didn't know that it was coffee for a cause. Um, we did a couple other ones for Jesse, and then we did a, did a coffee for Shorty Rossi um, for Pit Bulls. Pit Boss, people might know him from Pit Boss. Dog Rest. Yep. He's about four foot four of just mean, terror, happy go lucky, fun guy. I love him. Um, yeah, I did I, coffee for a cause. I, I think it was about. Bob the cigar guy. We do some stuff for, with him, and he's donating stuff for Cigar for Warriors. We do a, a, a coffee for Cigar for Warriors, and I looked at Shay and I'm like, "Dude, everybody that wants this private label cigar or coffee stuff, I, they all have a cause." So they were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna, totally going to do we're coffee for a cause." <laughs> but that's not all you do. You also have other blends that you do. Your your yeah. wife came up with I be, was, was it the, the trailblazer oh my god okay so that's a great story you want to hear that one? <laughs> yes trailblazer so once we got the coffee roaster right we got we're, we, we've got we're all excited because we <laughs> dude we're coffee roasters <laughs> and it might have been like the fourth night that we had the had the roaster and we probably have burned 95% of the beans that we roast. 500 pounds? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Way too many pounds. <laughs> but we're, <laughs> we're, how else can you learn? You got to break some eggs to make small ones. That's and, right. Yeah. Shay and I are telling our family members, um, my daughters, our sister, our mom, my wife, we're like, yeah, come and, come and blend something. And so they're all looking at what we have and they're like, write it down, percentages. And then they're roasting it. They're taking it home, and they're going. Seriously, so like, it's good. <laughs> it's good. No, it's good. Number one, I'm like, really? It was Mimi? Mimi? That's what everybody calls our mom. Is it good? Oh, oh yeah, honey, it's good. And I'm like, the, mm. so every four years old. No, mom, you're lying. That's that. That's the worst person to ask his mom because she's just going to tell you how good it is, even if right? it's dog shit. Right. So everybody was always really excited to blend and to roast, except my wife. She's like, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And it was about nine months, maybe 10 months in. I'm like, I got to go. I got to go roast these orders. And she's like, all right. All right. You mind if I come out? And I'm like, oh, hell no. Come on out. So I'm roasting it. And I said, would you please blend something 
I'm like, you're the only family member that will not do it. And she's like, fine. She's a geography teacher. So she's looking at what we have. Drawing a map in her head. Yeah. And she's like, okay, here's what I want. And she spits it out. And I said, how did you come up with this? And she goes, geographically, I think it all works. And I'm like, okay, I'll roast it. Do you want it medium or dark? And she said, dark. And that's Trailblazer. It's probably one of the best blends that we offer. <laughs> so I needed. It's very good. It's very good. I need to get her out there and, and say, "Give me your geographical mind and, and do some plenty because I think it might be better than mine." <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I. Would, it's very good, but for me, like my favorite that you guys have is the Cuban coffee, and this is where Tim. It's probably going to come to the conversation a little bit more because it's just chilling. He's just he's just chilling. I am just chilling. Yeah, but for me, like I've said, I'm a basic coffee bitch, and it wasn't really until I I started trying your blends where I'm like, wow, coffee can be good because I'm used to Starbucks. You know, I just get a Starbucks, and I hate going to Starbucks because every time I go, I'm like, I just want a coffee. I just want a regular coffee, and they're like. Uh, okay, well, we've got like an Ethiopian blend or whatever. I'm like, that's fine, whatever. I don't, I don't care. It always tastes burnt. It it's is always it does. Yep. And I, I don't want to ever knock anybody, but um, Starbucks is crap. It, right. And so it's charcoal. It's like charcoal diarrhea coming out the drip. It is. And then you know you'll you, the McDonald's coffee, you'll the Folgers, the stuff on the shelf. And so Death Wish is kind of where I landed because I'm like, this isn't. I can actually taste things with the Death Wish, especially their Valhalla Java. Like, I really get nice notes of that. So I always thought that I liked a medium roast. Uh, and then I tried your Cuban coffee. And I was like, holy shit, I need to try more from Janice because this is amazing. So I started trying the Trailblazer, the Sumatra Mandolin for your age, the uh, Nicaragua. Um, Genotega. Gentotega that I I really like. And I remember talking to you one night, Shad, and you're like, what do you like? I'm like, a medium roast. You're like, oh, well, what do you drink from us? So I start telling you, and you're like, yeah, those are all dark roasts. And I'm <laughs> like, He's like, I'm, I'm, so, so, I'm such a, a coffee new. I like Nicker, uh, medium roast. I'm like, no, you don't. You're a dark roast guy. I am a dark roast guy. I would have never known. And Tim's but just you know laughing. What? He's like, you idiot. Yeah, yeah. okay. But dark roast automatically assumes i think for a lot of people a bitterness right yep uh, almost an espresso and that's not true yeah well i think that that that's the same when you're talking about cigars a lot of people think if it's a light colored wrapper it's going to be very mellow if it's a dark colored wrapper it's going to kick you in your ass absolutely absolutely that's perfect Right. So like the uh, some of the intemperance line from Romacraft is that a lot of them, there, there's a lot of them that are had that Connecticut, that light wrapper. But the nicotine level will knock you on your ass. It still knocks you on your ass like every other Romacraft. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
So Tim, let me ask you this. So for you, you knew going in because you're a coffee guy. You've always been a coffee guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like you drink more coffee than I do. Like let's, let's, let's start there. I'll drink, I'll drink three cups, three and a half a day. I'll do the French press. It's a liter of water. So I get a liter of coffee and that's it. That's all I'll drink all day. And I might, you know, get a cup in the morning and, and get a little caffeine in me and then I'll finish it off in, you know, the early afternoon with a cigar. Tim, how many cups of coffee do you drink a day? Uh, sadly, 10 cups. 10 cups is the minimum. Uh, I'm going to do a 12 cup pot. I'm going to try to finish it, but I'm getting 10 down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, That's reasonable. That's reasonable. I think so. Shay, how, how, how much coffee do you drink in a day? Um, so I'd like to preface this with um, that I'm ADHD. And for some reason, caffeine like seems to really help that. If I don't drink a pot, at least a pot, I'm not feeling right. I'm all over the place. So before 8 a.m., I've probably had like six cups. And then I get to the office and I brew another pot at the office. Um, and I probably get like four of those cups before everybody else shows up and drinks it. And then about by like 10. Uh, I mean, I can, I, too many to count. And Chad, how many cups of coffee do you drink a day? So, honestly, I compared to these two guys, um, <laughs> hopeless addict. No, I, I, I'm actually very regimented uh, on my coffee. I probably have two to two and a half cups in the morning, which consists of something that I like that that, that we roast, and then about. 10:45 or 11 I'm going to have an espresso or a drip test blend one of one of the two and then almost every every day at three o'clock I'm going to have an espresso test blend and in the mornings I'm going to preface that in the mornings um I am in no state of mind to make any sort of judgment on the coffee. I just want the caffeine in me as soon as possible. Right. Right. And so, and that's why that's me in the morning too. Yeah. That's why at 10 o'clock in about two o'clock, I'm going to try something. I'm going to try a drip test blend. I'm going to try an espresso. I'm going to try a cold brew. Um, so you try all, all different types of way of making coffee. So for you, like you guys are the experts. I want to find out how Tim, Tim, you're a drip guy, right? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't, uh, you're, you're talking just regular coffee pot. Yeah. 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 Okay. Then I'm a drip guy. You're, you're, you're a drip yeah, guy. I, I'm a, I, that's I'm a, new lingo. I, okay. So I'm a French press guy. Cause I've found for me, French press, press tastes a little bit better. I get more of the nuance, especially since you told me not to scald the fucking grounds. <laughs> like, let the water sit for 45 seconds before you... So every morning, I'll boil the water, right? And then it's like, I, when it's done, I'm like, you so, know, Alexa, set a timer for 45 seconds, and then it's I'll pour it over real slow. We, we should probably get some background on that, James, right? Because <laughs> he, was, he was pouring... Scalding hot pot boiling water into his fridge press. 
That's what I was doing. Yeah. And it's like, dude, all these test blends you're giving me, they're all bitter. And I'm like, how are you freaking drinking it? How are you brewing it? And I'm like, stop. (laughs) That's coffee abuse. It's, it's, It's wild. Like when you get the correct temperature, when we're, we're doing test blends, like we'll even throw the little stick thermometer in it and then do the pour over with it. That wow! So you guys, you guys really get into the five to the, five, ten the science of it. Yeah, like five deg- degree, five to ten degree difference Mike, in temperature. I, like it'll blow your mind. This, this one, so like a, a lighter roast has more caffeine because caffeine's water soluble, and the lighter roast has a lot more sweetness, generally a lot uh, fruitier. And we're sitting here having this test blend, and I believe it was uh, India monsoon medium light and i drank a cup and i was like holy shit that's good so i empty it out i load up another one start pouring it get the t- get the temp right start drinking it and then the chef looked over at me and he's like are you okay and i was i guess i was like pale and shaking i was like i feel like i'm gonna puke man and he's like well how many cups have you had and i was like uh three whoa dude it's been like 20 minutes <laughs> it just tastes so good so I, in the morning, I can't do science. So it, like you said, you're like 45 seconds. I just set it to 45 seconds. I'm not testing the temperature. I'm just letting it sit, uh, letting it stop boiling. And I'm like, yeah, let's just do this. I need coffee. In the morning, yeah. you just, you just want to, you just want that high. You just want to get hit. Yep. Get the I, day going. That's sure. all I want. So for, for you guys, what's your favorite way to make coffee? Is it espresso? Is it drip? Is it French press? Is it pour over? For you guys, what gives you, when you just want to drink coffee for you, what gives you the best experience? You, go first? Yeah, you should go first because you're going to put some elegance on it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to, you know. Yeah. All right. So for me, I really, really... It, for me, it honestly depends on the time of day. In the morning, probably I like drip because of the convenience of it. I mean. Yeah, you just want to get going. You just want to press the button yeah. and, and, and wake yeah. up. Yeah. Um, I really, really do enjoy a pour over if I have the time, right? Because pour over is a measure of time. You have to have literally, I think, 15 minutes of prep and pour to get a good cup of coffee. And is that cup of coffee any better than the drip? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Depends what time of day. Yeah. Um, If I had perfect in my world, I would have, I would do espresso all day. I would have a double shot espresso nothing else in it i don't want in the morning and sip also in the perfect world i love a cold brew late in the afternoon see i'm not a i hate yeah. cold brew I, I hate cold coffee can't do it i can't i've tried okay so like what a- if i told you what if i told you guys how to make the best cold coffee ever and i think you guys would like it <sighs> No, like no. <laughs> no, like no, no, coffee. You don't want the recipe. You don't even want a, the recipe and try it. 
I want the recipe. I'll try it. Absolutely. So I, I did. Actually, the wife brought this up because I had to record a cigars and coffee. The last cigars and coffee that I did, I was like, uh, it's late at night. Maybe I'll just do a bourbon. The wife's like, why don't you get like the uh, coffee brew PBR and try that? And I was like, hell no. You should not taste coffee cold. Not doing it. Well, you should never taste coffee cold with beer. Well, she's right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's PBR. I, I don't know. I, I saw it on the shelf and I was really interested. Did you yeah, get, but, try it? No, no, I'm not going to do it. So no, here, I'm scared too. I'm I mean, I blow money, this. but I don't do it that way. The, our iced coffee at, at the Drew Estate events was always one that people spoke highly of. Yeah, it was it was good. And I understand. So what's, I understand. Huh? What what's the recipe? Give me the recipe. I want to try it. Okay. So <laughs> here's what we did. We took you have to take a, a, a dark roast. And actually, I think maybe that might be a good roast for for it. it if is. I if I could tease it. It is. Um grind it and put twelve Fill the filter. So it's like 12 cups of, of drip, right? And then put in eight ounces of water and brew it. So it's get, it's going to be strong. Mm-hmm. And grind it like you normally would for a yeah. drip. Yep, 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 yep. And it's not quite double. It's about uh, 75%, right? Yeah. 12 grounds. Yep. Eight ounces of water. Put it in the fridge. Pour that shit over ice with a splash, just a splash of cream or milk. I use almond milk because that's what my daughter's. Yeah. Don't judge. Yeah. It's, it's almond milk. It's sweet enough without it. But... So Don't father, judge. Uh, I'm not going to say Tim's like any, any names like in our town. There's one coffee shop. They're iced coffee. They don't brew it strong enough, but they throw it hot straight onto the ice. And then I'm just drinking like. Water, water, yeah, watered down coffee, and it's like lukewarm yeah. as it's chilling on the ice. What you got to do is you got to chill it first. So, so really, what I pour it on the ice. What I'm talking about is not. I'm not a huge fan of cold brew in the perfect sense of cold brew. I don't want to put two cups of grounds in a vessel f- filled with water over in the corner on my on my kitchen cabinet and wait for it for 24 hours and then put it in the I've done that. And that coffee flavor doesn't do anything for me. But brewing it, chilling it, putting it on ice, splash of uh, of cream or milk. Or almond milk, if you so prefer. Or almond milk. <laughs> that actually does do it for me. I, I like that a whole bunch. And it's strong as hell. So for you guys, what's the biggest mistake? Like I've talked about my mistakes and what I do and how I have fucked up coffee. What's the biggest mistake that you find that most everyday regular coffee drinkers make when they're making coffee at home? <laughs> My list is that long. I don't know. I'm the type of guy who doesn't believe there's, there's really any mistakes. It's a learning opportunity. Everything's an experiment. Um, some people like at the office, they like it really weak. When I brew the coffee at the office, they got to put hot water in it until water it down. It's just it's just their taste. Um, 
I would say uh, a steel a uh, steel blade coffee grinder. Yes, that yes. really fucks shit up. Yes, um, you, I I just switched to a Berg coffee grinder and it's night and day difference. Yeah, wait, 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 absolutely. Or switch to what? A, a Burr coffee grinder. Okay. Are you not familiar with no, the Burr? It's going to give a consistent well, grind, right? Yeah, I'm confused now because I just have that, a, a little coffee grinder that. Uh, oh well, no, my house coffee grinder has like this funnel. It's like a garbage disposal. Okay, that doesn't make it, sense. Is but, it, is it? No, steel? it makes sense. It, it makes sense. Uh, it, I've never, it, I've never really gotten down deep in there. But the one that it, I use at work is just like an airplane propeller, steel, and just swings yes. around. Whoa, yeah, so that'll heat. That, you're that drinking will heat, shitty that, coffee. No, yeah, no, 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 don't your, say that because it's <laughs> nine times out of ten, it's your coffee, my friend. <laughs> it, it, what it's doing is it, it's heating up those uh, the beans as it as it uh, uh, cuts them. Right? Am I right? You're right. You're absolutely okay. right. Interesting. Right. Interesting. So the right, the burn so, coffee grinder will will press and crush it. So huh. so Tim, here, here's here's what happens. You you've got the the airplane grinder. And it's going. And some of it's going to be ground really fine. Some of it's going to be ground really coarse. Mm-hmm. But as it's spinning, it's heating up and it's heating up all of the coffee. With a burr grinder, it's just going like this and it's falling down and nothing's heating up. And, and the consistency of the grind is, is where it's at. And that's why people say burr grind over the uh, the blade grind. Well, that, I, all right. I mean, send me a link. What? Yeah, no, I, that's what I brought to the PCA. Tim was a burr grinder because it's it's a consistent it's a consistent and for yeah. French press you want yeah. bigger pieces. Yeah. So, and I can well, see, set it. I t- I do drip coffee per the current terminology, and I tend to like bigger pieces in my drip coffee as well. But drip coffee should be smaller grinds, am I right? Not necessarily. Right? A drip coffee is usually like, um, like medium. we said, it, it's a medium. For the cold brew, it's going to be like chunkier pieces because it's going to get saturated more. It's all about like surface area of the bean that's ground versus espresso that's like way fine, like a powder. So there's more surface area that's going to get absorbed. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. All that science. So I guess the biggest thing that I see is grinding your coffee and then storing it in a jar. Oh, no, no, don't do that. No, That's like the biggest no, no, thing. No. I, like I see yeah. my friends do that and I'm like, bro, just grind it when you need it. It's what's really the, not that convenient. What's the uh, shelf life of a green bean compared to a whole roasted bean compared to a ground bean? Where? It's a oh. great question. It is. Green bean yeah. stored in the proper temperature, um, climate, Humidity, indefinite, just like a cigar. Um, a roasted bean, I would say after, if you're really on point with uh, the, the flavors you can pick up, I would say after a week, five days to a week, you can notice decline. Now, once you grind it, you're talking hours. Wow. Two hours, there's going to be a difference. But, but, uh, I'm going to preface that by saying um, we, we, we did the, the barnish smokers for Drew Estate and we roasted 
and sealed up bags. And we didn't use them for six months between April and then September, October. And they were still amazing. So I think, I think after, if you, in the right environment, Mm -hmm. if it's sealed with a, with an off gas, I think that bean's going to be okay for four to six months. Yeah, because because then there's no new air contact to you know, take the stuff out. The air is just leaking out of that sealed gas. gas so it's bag. crazy. I want, I, and actually, I think I, this is something I want everybody that's watching this to know. After we roast a bean, it off gases. It lets off CO two for three about three days, two three. Days. And and there's been times when we've we've. Uh, put them in a Ziploc baggie and no air in it. And that Ziploc baggie is puffed up. Oh, so wow. That's, yep. Yeah. And so that's why when, when we send out the bags, when you guys get everything that we, all the shipments, there's that little valve. That's a one-way valve that will let all the CO2 out, no oxygen in. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've had bags. I've had samples because the sample bags that we get don't have this, the, the off gassing because they're like, right. like two ounces and we're sending them out to all these shops and all these people and those motherfuckers by the next day they're all like puffed up and I'm like shit I gotta take a needle and poke them and, uh. wow <clears throat> wow alright so let's let's get to this because I want to talk about cigars and coffee together and pairing but I don't think there's any better way to segue into this other than announcing oh. That yeah. we have here at Simply Stokies Podcast, our own blend via uh, Janice Coffee Roasters, Shad and Shay. And we went through uh, a couple of blends. I know you teased it a little bit earlier with the bag. Um, but I want to talk about that process a little bit because it was fu- <laughs> it was funny. You sent us at first, you sent us two blends to test. <laughs> and, 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 and Tim and I... Um, we drank them both and we talked about them. We smoked cigars with them and tried to, to, to really try to understand what you were going through. And, and we just didn't like either one of those. And we went back to you and I felt bad. And I was like, Shad, you know, we, we, we kind of like two a, a little bit, but neither one was really where we were at. And you were, and you started laughing and you're like, yeah, I sent you guys shit coffee. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what's the thought process behind that? When you're blending something for somebody, why send them something that they may or may not like? All right. So here's what I did. <clears throat> so I did all the blending on this project and Shay did all the roasting. And I blended the coffees based on what I saw you guys order, which James, you're pretty consistent on what you order. I am. And the flavor profile. Tim, you're all over the fucking place. I, you're just I am a crazy. roller coaster. I want to yeah, try everything you have. Yeah. <laughs> yep, you're hitting everything. So I'm like, okay. All right, here we go. Um, so I kind of settled in on a couple different blends and turned the essential recipe over to Shay and said, they are dark. Regardless of what James says, he's a dark roast lover. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And then Shay spit out probably. I mean, so on a dark roast, Shay can go 405 
415, 425, 435, 465, as far as temperature on the beam and, and where it's cracking. And so I turned it over to Shay and let him do his shit. And then we can get back together and say, we try it. And we're like, okay, yep, these are the ones we're going to send you. So that was kind of the process. I mean, from, for me, um, I had, I had a little bit of an advantage that I knew. I knew what you guys really liked and what your favorite Janus coffee was. Right. So we, we go to you, we say, no, these aren't it. You're like, okay. I know exactly what you want. Right. And you sent us two very different blends. And this is <laughs> to kind of let people in on how the sausage is made as far as this, this blend went. Um, Tim liked the second blend, the second test blend. He really liked it. Yeah. And I really liked the first test blend. Right. And it's funny because I got to, to talk with you and Tim wasn't around. And I kind of knew what I was going to say because, you know, I'm the face of the place, I'm going to choose number one. And I don't think Tim was very happy about that. But I told you, I was like, Tim really likes number two. And I really like number one. I said, I think number one pairs great with just about any cigar that I've tried with it. I, I'm already through like three quarters of the bag. Like, I can't get enough of this coffee. And you started, <laughs> you started laughing. You're like, I could have called that from the beginning. <laughs> tell the people, tell everybody why, because I think it's hilarious. All right. So, all right. Here, here we go. <clears throat> you really, really like the Cuban coffee blend that we have. I do. And I think that the, uh, the trigger, the bean that is highlighted, the flavor profile, profile that comes through is because of the Indian monsoon. And there's Indian monsoon in the Cuban coffee and there's Indian monsoon in the blend that I sent you. The other partners on that are different. Yeah. And the percentages are different. And the, the rose curve is different. And I, I think when, when, you know, Shad, uh, Oh, I sent you shit coffee. Absolutely. You didn't like it. So it, it's shit, but we have to shoot towards an approximation, right? You got to, right. um, we can take what we know you like based on what you order and what you like based on this roller coaster of what you're trying. <laughs> you got to throw a shotgun blast out and see where they fall. And that first, first shot, I will bet my money every time it's going to be a mess because, and it should be, if it's Agreed. not, if, if it's Agreed. not, then holy cow! But it should be because now we've eliminated <laughs> this whole section of the taste spectrum, and now we can reduce it down a little bit more. Yeah. Now we can start to just rifle it in, yeah. where it's going to be, yeah. to one you guys can agree on. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> um, that monsoon, though, we, it's. I'm sorry. It's 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 my like my favorite bean. Yeah, hands down. We 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 work with a lot of different people. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do probably three or four more, three or four test blends tomorrow. When people say you nailed it, that's perfect right away. I'm like, mm, this is no, <laughs> yeah, no, no. no. Uh, give me, there, there's nothing more frustrating. I, I think 
I mean, I, I think I think we're good, but uh, we're not that fucking good that <laughs> I just met you and all of a sudden I nailed the exact coffee that you want. Uh-uh. That's not what we are. Yeah, and, and if we did, I mean, I, I, I guess we did, but like being an artist by nature, um, constructive feedback, even like horrible criticism, give me something. If you say, oh, yeah. that's the greatest thing ever, I got nothing to work with. If you say that's the worst thing ever, awesome. Why? Because it's way easier, it seems, for people to say um, the negative. Well, I didn't like, uh, it had too much charcoal. Or um, there was too smooth, too much sweetness up front. I don't like the citrus paired with the muskiness. Okay, okay. Now I have an idea of where we need to cook those beans to bring it forward. But if someone just says, hey, that's great, I got nothing. You're like, yeah, that's. And that's kind of where we were with it because we were like, well, the first test blend you sent us, number two, paired very well with cigars. Like it paired great, but on its own, it just didn't stand up by itself. If we paired it with the cigar, it was great. One, I don't think either one of us really cared for one, but that second, the second test blends that you sent us, it was so fun for me because Tim just does not like number one. He's like, it's well, okay. It's okay. It's good, but it's not what I like. He's like, two is what I like. It's an everyday drink. There's nothing fancy about it. It's straight coffee. And I remember talking with Shad. Shad goes, yeah, yeah. I could have called that. I absolutely could have called that. He's like, you're the bougie bitch, James. You're the guy who has to have nuance <laughs> and, and fucking flavor. And, and you've got to be able to, to pair it with stuff. But it's also got to, you've got to be able to taste it and, and kind of get into the weeds. And Tim's the guy who's just like, I need coffee every day. And I drink copious yeah. amounts of it. That's what yeah. I need. He's like, yeah, I Tim want, was going to like number two. Yeah, I want a coffee that I can just drink all day, every day as a coffee, but still paired very well with the cigar. And that's why I yeah. went my route. Yeah. Well, but ultimately. <laughs> well, I'm is, maybe you guys are going to end up with two blends. I don't know. Event, maybe. Event, we'll, yeah, yeah. Mutually. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see. We'll see. I've already talked to Tim about it. Tim was none too happy with me so i'm sure at some point <laughs> there will be a, a a tim blend uh that comes out if this blend does well let's talk about yeah. this blend tell yeah. me what's in it tell me how you roasted it tell me the thought process behind it because for me i think it's very good it's very close to the cuban coffee that you make but it's different it and is. it pairs well with it every is. cigar I've, I've thrown at it all right so the the, the process that we do if I blend, if I blend a coffee, if I if I have the the thoughts on it, I turn those thoughts over to Shay, and I say, okay, I'm thinking it's gonna have to be dark, but here it is, give it to me, and so Shay's gonna roast up a ton of different ways on that blend. Your guys's blend has Brazil. El Salvador and the India Monsoon. And I turned that blend over to Shay and he blended it, roasted it. Yep. So Shad, and, and it goes vice versa. Um, we like to bifurcate that so that we each get to blend and roast because each one has its own uh, science behind it, whatever feeling behind it. So Shad will get a blend and he'll give, he'll give me some words of what he's looking for. Um, a description more more of like a feeling i guess like it's not yeah. like uh 
number of science saying it's, it's like a feeling of what he's wanting. And so I'll try out some different roasts, uh, some different roast curves, bring it back to him. We'll sample it. I'll get his feedback. I'll give him my feedback. Sometimes I'll ask, Hey, or give a suggestion. Why, why don't you try uh, knocking this percentage down? Or have you thought about bringing in this other bean? If right. that's what we're looking for. And so then we'll roast up some blend up, roast up some new batches, sample those until we can nail in that really what it is, um, that feeling, right? Because like taste is so freaking weird. I could smoke a cigar and say, if this is Mayan chocolate, the Mayans haven't been around for thousands of years. I could say Charlie Minato. This tastes like Charlie's here. Where's Charlie? I heard it too. This tastes like the leather of Grandpa's switch when he'd whoop my ass for not cutting the snack in the wood. You know, like it's it's so um, subjective. It's actually just really a feeling. Yeah. And so that's what we. Yeah. And I'm I'm way more prone to giving all these like when I'm blending up something and I have all this like flowery poetry words for Shad and he's like, "You want it medium? Yeah. But like all that other stuff." So what's the feeling behind our blend, behind the Simply Stogies podcast blend? What's the feeling behind that? Well, you guys really, from what from what I heard, right? Because this is um, actually the, the first time I've, I've met you guys in person. Um, so what Shad's telling me is like, hey, we have this coffee. These dudes are Simply Stogie. He showed me your guys' logo. We should talk about your logo at some point because it's super awesome. Loved it. It's like two serpents sitting on a heart. It's, it's phenomenal. And that right. feeling when he showed me that, I was like, okay, I get it. I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling it. Um, and, and the Cuban coffee and the monsoon, but the Cuban has a tendency to have a little bit more, um, I don't want to say bitterness, like maybe subtle bitterness, but there's this charcoal there. And so then we brought that El Salvador in. Because, you know, in the anticipation, um, I'm guessing from the blender on this one, that it's going to kind of mellow things out. And then not wanting to take it too high. This is my thought process. And maybe you can pick up on the feeling. Because the monsoon's going to roast differently than the others when you roast them together because it's already been weathered. The bean itself is weakened through the monsooning process. And so that's why you have, like, the squirrels or the discoloration of beans. And so then getting that dialed in so it had that, that musky sweetness or that, that, that spice, but still mellow yet bold that was still going to hit you, but not overpower you or make you want to go and grab the milk and sugar. That it was just a complete cup. If, if yeah. Eminem raps about simple, coffee, simple I would stone. buy that track. That was beautiful. <laughs> it was. It, and I understood literally three words that you said. Yeah, like me- bold but mellow, right? Like for me, that's what it is. It yes. is. It is mellow. It is bold. It allows whatever cigar you're smoking to shine as well, and they complement one another. With whether it's the the cigar is uh, a Connecticut with some sweetness and creaminess, or whether it's a Maduro and it's gonna put you on your ass, and it's spicy and leathery and earthy. It yeah. works well with both. And so for me, it was important that, that the blend be able to, to pair well with any cigar. And I'm not saying that Tim's, Tim's blend doesn't, the second blend doesn't, but 
for me, it was number one was where it was at. And I know Tim is just right now. He wants to, he's shooting. No, number one is a good coffee. It's a phenomenal coffee. I did enjoy (laughs) drinking it. It just wasn't the coffee that I want to put in my rote or my coffee pot, my drip pot, make a cup, go to work. Like, it's just not, it wasn't an everyday drinker for me. With your steel blades. Yeah, with my steel blades. (laughs) Yeah. No, it, it, but it is a good coffee, and it paired well with the cigars that we tried while we yep. sampled the coffee. So, yeah, absolutely. Cool. You don't want uh, a coffee that's going to overpower and really right. change the flavor of whatever you're sampling, that it's going to just, like you said, it, it's going to complement it. No, and I think you guys did a fantastic job with, with both blends, and I'm sure we'll, we'll release the second blend. But you can go right now to JaniceCoffeeRoasters.com. This is, uh, uh, you know, and you can buy it. Simply Stogie's Podcast Coffee. Uh, try it for yourself. Let us know what you think. Let them know what you think. Um, but I think you'll all be pretty happy with it because I really like it, and I'm a basic coffee guy. Like, I know nothing about coffee. Next People to nothing. like, though. Right. But I like what I like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But that, well, and that's and that's the way it is with cigars, right? It's absolutely. it's you smoke what you like. If you like a Gurkha, fine. <laughs> like you're not you're not right, but you smoke what you like. So yeah. for me, it's the same with coffee. Drink what you like. And do you guys find this the similarities between you know the the cigar tasting and tasting the coffee? Do you guys? see those similarities and do you blend the same way like if you were to roll your own cigar blend your own cigar would you go through that same process Hmm. i i I can say that i don't know i've asked shad if it's a normal thing when people smoke cigars but like i like to french inhale and he's like yeah people don't do that but i like the taste of that (laughs) i I can't i can't french inhale you know but like when i smoke a cigar and go I give it a little nummy num. I do the same with the coffee. I can gurgle a coffee. You know, and really like taste it in the back of my. I can't gurgle a smoke. Do you well, gurgle coffee, Shad? Yeah, I get it. So, y'all know what I'm working with, right? Um, to each their own. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities, but kind of different. So, so what's next for Janice Coffee Roasters? You guys have blown up. I mean, you really have. And congratulations to you guys because you guys have a great product. If I can drink a Janice Coffee Roasters over anything else, I always will. Because you guys are what I reach for. You guys are right? fantastic in how you blend it. I absolutely love it. Tim loves it. Yeah. You guys are our favorite coffee makers on the planet. And you guys have blown up. You guys are almost everywhere now. Talk about that a little bit. Like, you know, show off. Pimp yourself a little bit. Yeah, okay. I just I don't mean to interrupt or like you said, if you could drink Janice coffee over anything else you would. So then my question, and we can like back to that, is how can we make that happen? How can I <laughs> always have Janice coffee? Well, I can I, have, I can answer that. I can answer that. Go go for it. Y- you have my credit card. Just send me an order every month. Quit making me go onto your website and purchasing. Just send it. Coffee of the month club. Because you guys do have the coffee of the month club. And that was the, I still have a bag and a half that I'm going through because, because of PCA and then COVID. I haven't been able to drink nearly as much as I normally do. So I'm still going through that, but like that, I always order from you guys. I don't order from anyone else. And I feel bad when I have to do a cigars and coffee. And I have to pick up some bullshit fucking 
whatever from Dunkin' Donuts or fucking McDonald's. I, 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 or I, laugh. <laughs> I laugh when I see you doing a uh, coffee and cigars, <clears throat> and it's not us because I know it pains you to do it. It, <laughs> it really does. I hate it. I, I, so I, much. I jumped online. I tried to find some other coffee products to try because I don't want to go down to the local scooters or anything like that. So Where I'm trying we? to find new coffees and everything that I try doesn't matter where I get it from. Everything I try, I compare it to Janice. I always do that. I always say, is this as good as Janice coffee roasters? No, no it's not. Will it get the job done? Yeah, I guess in a pinch. So, but I'm honored, but that's also super heavy. Like we're the bar. Yeah. You guys oh, are the yeah, bar. You, yeah. 100% you're the bar. Thanks guys. That, that that's the difference with Shay and I. I'm okay with being the bar because I think we can take it a little higher. And you guys are. You guys are like I said. You're blowing up and you're going everywhere. Talk about that. Where can people find your coffee outside right. of just yeah, JamesCoffeeRoasters.com? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as far as blowing up, you're right. We were kind of we were forced to buy. Remember, I started talking about roasting on a two and a half pound roaster. Yep. Nope, we bought, we had to, we had to go and buy what we call the machine. The machine. Machine, which is a, a combination of a 10 pound roaster and a three pound roaster to keep up with everything. We which could, is significant when we're doing like two pounds. Yeah, we could, we could, we could, we could churn out about 98 pounds or 98 bags. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Without losing, and I think the big thing there, um, for, for, for me at least, is without losing the quality and that. No, no, yeah, absolutely. Artesian artisan, right? This, it's absolutely. not like a giant factory where it's pumping out. There's no hands-on. We're just got robots Correct. pushing buttons. Correct. And I'll give a great example that um, we, got, we got orders last night, and we roasted all those orders on the three-pound machine. Tim. We were roasting all of them on the three pound machine to make sure that they were like roasted that night, sent out today. Yep. But yeah, um, yeah, it, it's getting crazy. We're we're actually looking to buy some more commercial property where we can expand. Um, Is there going to be a coffee house in the future maybe i don't know I so don't like know. locally um, <laughs> and in, I, mean, I just i just know that that we have uh, a couple very big contracts that we're working working through in new york harlem new jersey area there would be about 200 2500 pounds yeah of coffee. Wow. yeah but then, but then locally, um, talking with a, a, a coffee shop here, um, yeah, and they're, they're they're super excited and it's great and they're small and they get their stuff uh, elsewhere from Wyoming, which is awesome. But and I won't say any names, but that place their coffee is total crap. It's super bitter. <laughs> it's bitter. <laughs> it is truth. Yeah, truth. it truth and it and it sucks because I love Wyoming. I think Wyoming. Yeah, you want to you want to support local. Yes, and I think Wyoming's comparable to Texas. And the few Texans I've met that like, oh, this is Texas. Like, this is Wyoming. 
kind of like Wyoming whiskey is shit, but I still bought a bottle because I love Wyoming. I, right. I have a bottle as well. <laughs> just, just give them some time. They'll figure out. So other roasters, uh, it's, it's sour. It's no good. Um, but we're really excited to start doing some stuff locally with these guys. You know, just, just trying to take it all in stride as it continues to explode and expand and, you know, always staying humble and really just taking the humble. moment in and, you know, never looking too far in the future or just being in that moment of that expansion. Because, man, to, to be able to go to my bro's house, roast some coffee, hang out, my older brother, which is all I ever wanted my whole life have a beer, smoke a, a really good cigar that he probably won't tell me how good it is until after I smoke it. <laughs> we'll never tell him how good it, it or is. Or how rare. Like, I'll tell you if it's yeah. good. Because you've given me a few that were, like, rare, and it's, it's yeah, they're not that good. <laughs> smoke this one that's 20 years old. Yeah. Tell me what you think. Well, let, let me pimp you guys just a little bit. If, if you're a lounge out there and you need a coffee, Anything from Janus Coffee Roasters is yeah. going to do it. 100%. Yeah. yeah. You can order from it is it is obviously family owned. They are humble, but they are particular about what they put out and they put out quality. I would liken Janus Coffee Roasters to a boutique cigar manufacturer. And for me, boutique means quality over quantity. More than right. anything else. I don't care how many cigars they put out. It's quality over quantity. And Janice Coffee Roasters embodies that. And when you think of coffee and you want a good cup of coffee, and I mean a very good cup of coffee, a cup of coffee that's going to make you go, holy shit, I've been drinking coffee wrong since I've been drinking coffee. And that's what they were for me. Janice Coffee Roasters is it. Go to JaniceCoffeeRoasters.com. Try their stuff, guys. Even if you don't buy the Simply Stogies podcast blend, everything that I have tried from them has been fantastic. It pairs well with any cigar. I love it. But I would recommend, highly recommend, uh, the uh, uh, Simply Stogies podcast blend. Tim, you've had the Simply Stogies podcast blend. Uh, what would you rate that blend? That's what we do here on Cigars and Coffee. We rate coffee. We've had yeah. it. What would, you, what, what would you rate it, Tim? Oh, man. All right. So... Unbiased, unbiased, oh, unbiased, unbiased. Uh, yeah, we're getting rated. Well, I'm gonna give it a nine nine. Unbiased, unbiased nine nine. Wow. Okay, I think that's. I think that's. I think that's a fair score. Fair score, a little low. I think I'm gonna go ten out of ten. Unbiased review. Simply Stokey's podcast. Coffee is ten out of ten. Uh, right there. Get it. JaniceCoffeeRoasters.com. Uh, pick up more while you're there. Try the Cuban. That's my favorite from them. Like, if I could drink one every day, it'd be that. This, the uh, uh, Sumatra Mandolin Four-Year Aged is my second favorite. Then the Trailblazer. Uh, and then the uh, Nicaraguan Gintatega. They're all fantastic. They're all yeah, fantastic. okay. Thanks, man. So you, you like mentioned the, the Four-Year Aged. And I don't. there's nothing on the website. But have you ever thought about trying a monsoon with the Four-Year Aged? With some pea berry, because it's gonna blow your fucking mind. And oh, is that <laughs> is that what's next? I don't is know. I don't know. I roasted <laughs> it up, and so he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna take all my favorite coffees. I'm gonna so, blend it, and then I'm gonna roast it like this." And- so, so here, here here's oh. the deal with, with with Janice Coffee. We are so small. I mean, we have about 850 customers. I think last time I checked. 
Which is not small. I mean, that's direct customers, not yeah, like right, right. Our customers, but customers. but if, if if somebody emails us and says, you know what, I like, give you an example. Two days ago, I had a guy that ordered Kenya. He's like, I like it really dark. Can you roast it dark? And we don't offer a dark <laughs> Kenya on our website. And I'm like, dude, I got you. I roasted that shit up dark that night. Right? I mean, so we're all customer engagement. And, uh, and if, if, if they see something on the website that they like, but they think maybe they would like it darker or lighter, oh, yeah, we'll roast it. Yeah. We, we're, not that, we're not that big yet. So take advantage of us before we get that. Big. Well, even when as we continue to grow, I never want to lose that personal touch. You know, yeah, agreed, every, every agreed. order that's sent out, hand signed, most often by not by Chad. Yeah. You know, if, if I get a chance to sneak up before him and grab a Sharpie with my super janky handwriting, like, yeah, thanks Tom, yo. That's actually a really good personal touch though. I always love it yep. when I order from a company, doesn't matter how big or how small, when I get my receipt, I open up the box, I take out the contents and the receipt is hand signed. Maybe sometimes there's a personal message that that's just the best feeling in the world that creates a relationship, which I, I think you guys are doing phenomenal at Absolutely. customer service, man. Relationships are gold. Uh, I, I uh, used to teach an independent living class working for our day jobs, uh, you know, teaching kids financial responsibility, how to cook, wash clothes, whatever. And I would always ask them in every class I ever taught, I would ask them, what is more valuable than money? What is more valuable than gold? And one kid, I, I remember him specifically because most of the kids are like, oh, they just don't know. And this one kid said, love and i was like yes because love is a relationship and it's a connection because your social connection to a person is worth more than any money in the world that's what's absolutely set yeah. the foundation it's not what you know it's who you know be a good person love people interact with them have fun be playful all right so james and tim i think that we will have for sure simply Stogie's coffee on our website Monday morning. Perfect. Um, yeah. So Monday it'll go live. Can, we throw, can we throw a, pro- a promo code out? Sure. <laughs> Shed like I guess. Sure. Thanks for throwing that in there, Shay. So 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 there's two. The, the two brothers is like the business guy and then just uh freelance whoop whoop. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it's, so, it's not so much laissez faire, it's just, you know, um give the people what they want. Let's let's do you two butt heads a lot. <laughs> no. I, I I think we probably would, but honestly, you know, I think Shay does a butt heads with me as much as he wants to because of the age difference. Yeah. 17 years older, like uh, he's big bro, but he's also like dad. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. So I honestly, I think I, truly, I, I, truly, we could be an honorary. Truly. We could go like have this thing Monday launched on the website. If they, if they, if it, Anybody wants to do uh, SS10, 10% off the order. 
What do you think? I love it. SS10. SS10. Janice Coffee, JaniceCoffeeRoasters.com, 10% off uh, the Simply Stogies podcast coffee. Give it a shot. Give it a try. You won't be disappointed. I promise. It's great. And if there's one thing you want your customers, your potential customers to know about your company, about what you two do, what is it? Because you put love into it. Shay just alluded to. Yeah. You put a lot of hard work into this. This is not your day job. This is a side hustle that is blowing up because of how good it is. And you guys really work hard for this. So what what is it you want your customers to know? You, know, you, you better go for a right. That's a heavy fucking right. question. Hold on. You go first. No, I'm okay <laughs> with this. Um, <clears throat> there has been a huge increase in the green bean and the coffee world. We have not increased our prices at all. And we've done that because we don't, we don't do this. We know we're not going to make enough to buy that Island in the Pacific, South Pacific. We do this out of love and fun. So yeah. Yeah, and to, I guess then if I could add to that, and yeah. what I'd like to say is we do it because we love coffee. Um, we love meeting people. Yeah. We love hanging out. We love family. We love quality. And we want to be able to share that. And so to eat whatever difference in uh, inflation and prices, like, yeah, whatever. You know, un- until it's not feasible, right? Like going negative, um, then that's when we have to. You know, you, you can't be in business to right. lose money. But until we're actually losing money, let's let's drink coffee and have fun, guys. Because yep. life's too fucking short. Yep. Indeed, life is too fucking short. Shad Shea Bates, thank you so much for your time tonight. All of the knowledge. Uh, and sharing your journeys with us. I appreciate that more than you guys will ever know. I think you guys have a great story, how you guys got into cigars, how you guys got into coffee. And I think everybody should go ch- try Janice Coffee Roasters right now. Go to JaniceCoffeeRoasters.com. Our coffee will launch on Monday. Uh, SS10 is the code. Unbiased review. I gave it a 10. Tim gave it a 9.9. You got to you gotta check it out. I'm waiting Shad, for number two. Shad and Shay. Yeah. Uh, that's that's going to get the 10 from you is number two. That's it. Yep. Yep. God, I hate, yeah, I know. I hate, I hate you so much, Tim. I hate you <laughs> so much. Tim, thanks for joining us tonight. Shad, Thank Shay. Thank you. Thanks Thank you so much. much. Thank you so much for having us. Such a pleasure meeting you guys and enjoying uh, some drinks and cigars. You guys are awesome. Great people. Like, that's really all you got to know. They're just great people. Like, there are some people in this world. Like, I always, there's a saying that Randy uses, people are assholes, don't be a people. You two are great people. And there's not enough of people like you in the world. So I appreciate that. You're not too Uh, far away. Let's come and hang out. Absolutely. We'll have to come up. We'll take a look uh, at your uh, roasting at the machine. Because I really want to see the machine now. We'll show people how you roast the process. So, guys, look forward to that. Look forward to Tim next week, all on his own, uh, where he'll mispronounce some shit and drink something. I don't know. It better be Janice Coffee Roasters, but it might be bourbon. Uh, My my shipment is in the mail. I got the email today. (laughs) There you go. Because they ship quick. So, go go check out Shad Shay. No, this one. 
this this way. <laughs> this it's fucking all kinds of backwards. Uh, that's Tim. That's Shad and Shay Bates, Janice Coffee Roasters. I'm James. Uh, until next time, stay smoky, friends. Thank you for listening to Simply Stogies. Visit simplystogies.com for the latest articles and reviews. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for the latest in video content. And please rate and review Simply Stogies on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. You can follow James on his cigar journey on Instagram at Simply Stogies Podcast, all one word, and on Twitter at the Twitter handle at Simply Stogies. If you have a question or suggestion for James or would like to be on the show, please send an email to info at simplystogies.com. 